0: Hi, this is Sean. And I'm Liv. And welcome to Case Closed. Questions. She knows everything about, and I can, you know, just listen to and her I talk. Can
1: just, I I adore this case, but I am so done listening to podcasts about it because they're making me angry.
0: And here we go, making another podcast Oh, I it. can't
1: help it because <laughs> i got my opinions, but um, I listened to one, and I'm not even going to call them out because I don't deserve it, and it made me so angry because I didn't agree with she me. Was,
0: uh, she was, she was, she was quote unquote vibing I was uh, vibing
1: with them because I thought like, we were on the same page, and like we agreed, yeah, to the end, and we didn't. And then, and we're then just, just I know, shattered then, dreams. It's fine. I won't listen to the podcast
0: anymore.
1: So, yeah, um, <laughs> that person
0: has lost all. I'll probably still views. use
1: them for references, probably. but like, oh, it made me real mad. But yeah, so and I'm just
0: letting you guys know that I will never say her last name because I will just hand I will butcher it every time, and I, that's not right.
1: Phoebe
0: hands up. Phoebe, Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she is.
1: Phoebe, Phoebe. She's
0: Phoebe. Um, Um, so, uh, this case, as we said last time, I mean, in terms of how much uh research that's been done on it, in terms of a comparison, this is her Adnan case, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, Adnan's been the one I've been following forever, and Phoebe's been the one she's been following forever since she first listened to Since I
1: heard about it, you know, well, and I I didn't hear about it when it happened. This is something still relatively new to me, but I.
0: But you've I've listened to, like, so that, many different things about well,
1: it. Well, yeah, and I've realized that it really just doesn't end, and I'll explain more as we go on, because similar to the Adam case, I have yeah. theories. Um,
0: well, before we get started, though, real quick, I just want to, you know, give a big shout-out to all you listeners out there. Yeah, 97. Um, 97 listeners. Right um, I won't even begin to tell you how funny that is compared to my other podcasts with my friends. Um, and
1: I bet you they haven't even listened. So they, they probably haven't. Know. And um, if you have, Josh and Vance, you still owe me a you know, interview yeah. on your podcast. Uh,
0: but like, we've got so many listeners that yeah. we can't even believe. So I mean, obviously some of these might just be random people coming across it, but honestly, like, That's awesome. we've got people in Singapore, we've got people, <laughs> somebody up in Australia. France. Yeah. I'm so excited
1: yeah. to be covering this with an Australia listener. I yeah. hope you're still listening because this I is, hope so too. Yeah. It's, this it, is something huge. It, it's
0: really cool. So we just want to thank you guys from like the bottom of our heart. Yeah. I mean, this is just the beginning. Obviously, we're going to really try and get this you know get this bigger than what it is right now but for now it's just a lot of fun and we're excited to see all the people out there that are listening and enjoying it so thank you interact
1: with us messages on On. email or you know instagram all the things we'll do it again at the end of this episode we didn't last time
0: right but it's
1: fine it's
0: (laughs) but uh enough of that let's get into phoebe
1: yeah so we have phoebe handstruck and at the time of her death 'Cause spoiler alert, she dies. So she's twenty-four at the time of her death. Phoebe reminds me of not just one person in my family, which I think is why this case is so important to me. Um, I just see her and her personality and her situation and a lot of people in my life. So She
0: I, she definitely I mean you'll start to notice really quickly that this was definitely a girl with a bright future, but she had a lot of a lot of things lot in her past families. that really yeah, a lot of skeletons in the closet that really just kind of, I wouldn't say led to her death, but like...
1: Well, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There are things that definitely could have been avoided that right. weren't. For sure.
0: Able. But it definitely was a girl that had a bright future no matter what, and her life was cut short.
1: Yeah. So, Phoebe was a very, was very much a free spirit. She was very artistic. She spent a lot of time either writing notes or um, I believe she painted at some point, and that's how she expressed herself she's also very very determined she got her black belt in two years she just was determined she was gonna do it and she liked to rock climb she was very athletic going back to those demons though and I really don't want that to overshadow overshadow that part of her but it is something to keep in mind that when she was around 16, there are different reports because some say 14 to 16, some say 15 to 17, some say 16 to 18. no matter, she was a teenager when she started having an affair with her teacher at school. He was 32 and he did spend some time living with them. That's not the only time that she was attracted to older men and they and they being her mom and her grandmother, Attributed to at the being of family gene. You know, Natalie, her mother, I think she I think Nat I think Phoebe's dad was like seventeen years older than Natalie. Um, and Jeanette Campbell, who is Phoebe's grandmother, she married with, you know, quite a difference between them as well. So they just really didn't think much about it. But
0: I feel like also like it's it's funny, like this might sound weird, but in other parts of the world it's like a lot more normal. It
1: wasn't that normal there. I really? mean. It wasn't. And it, this mm. isn't the 70s, 80s, where, like, right. some of that stuff was a little bit more looked over. This is, you know, there are 2000s. This is yeah. you know, very late 90s, 2000s. So it's, you know, she's, she is, or she was my age now. And I could not imagine, you know, even eight years ago, dating somebody twice my age. And I do have an acquaintance who did that. And, you know, I, it's just the maturity level that I don't, it's just not there for all people and I don't think that she was there as much as she wanted to be I think and you will see too that you know she she was 14 when she first started drinking yeah. and she would sneak into bars with her friend and the friends would always kind of get a little bit mad at her and jealous of her because she'd always in you know there's stories of her leaving for the bar with $20 in her hand and she still ended up super drunk because guys would buy her stuff at the bar yeah. at 14 and me is a cry for help in a lot of ways, and, it, and some of it is teenagers being teenagers and they're gonna go out and they're gonna have fun and they're gonna do what they're gonna do. But you know, her parents were divorced, she didn't speak to her dad for a long time. They did reconcile their relationship, and she was very close to her brothers and to her grandmother specifically. But there's definitely some tension, yeah, you know, throughout sure. the whole family, and I think she just really wanted that acceptance which is why she probably acted out in the way that she did. But I didn't help because she was, maybe might have been right before her 22nd birthday, it was around the time that she turned 22, she met Anthony Hample. <laughs> Anthony Hample.
0: A.K.A. Aunt.
1: A, yeah, he goes by Aunt. He was 43 at the time of Phoebe's death while she was 24. So quite a big age difference. And... He was a promoter. He did really well for himself. They met at a hair salon that, you know, they worked on celebrities. I think a point, Meryl Streep went through. You know, like, the big-name big celebrities. Phoebe was a receptionist there, and that's where they met. They were dating for about 18 months, and in the last couple of months leading up to her death, she had tried to break up with him. Not once.
0: Didn't they say, like, in the last six weeks? Yeah, in the last well, six in weeks. in the last like, couple of months. Yeah.
1: Not once, not twice, but three times did yeah. she try to leave Anne. to no avail. Right. And she really wanted to be sober. Like, to the point where even a couple of days before she died, she's telling her grandmother that she's going to leave. She's going to be yeah. home. And, you know, it's just so sad that she was just so close to getting her life together and it didn't happen. So... On December 1st, it was very obvious that Phoebe was coming off of a a bender. This bender had lasted, I believe, two days in total. The the reports are a little bit funny because some say that it was two or three days. Some say it was just one day. Regardless of the fact, I don't think anybody really knew, you know, how long she had been drinking. We do know that she went to her friend's house um, two nights before um, and spent the night and basically kept her up all night long just talking about how she was going to leave. She's going to get her life together, and, but continued to go on a vendor the next day. So we don't know really who all she came in contact with. At one point, a friend dropped her off down the street and she somehow made it to her apartment two hours later. There's no footage. There's no anything at that time. So it's just kind of hearsay, which is why I don't really want to go into the time leading up to it because it's just... So difficult because you're yeah. dealing with people who are drinking, who are not very reliable.
0: And and that's like one of the things that is interesting because I know that not defending him in any sort of way, or you know, but Aunt talked about how she had a group of friends that he called like you know, un, like basically undesirable type of people. Like he felt like right. he was saving her from this group of friends that was enabling her her issues. So I'm not saying that those people were. I'm not saying they weren't, but it's, it's something that comes up a lot right. in his, in like when he talks we'll about. We'll get
1: into what he says and what right. he did before Yeah, that. we'll talk
0: about that more, but that's something I wanted to bring up about the friends. I just wanted about, to get through the, the friends yeah. part first.
1: But yeah, so she, so on December 1st, around 1030 a.m., she sends a, me- a message to a bunch of friends and family, this includes her grandmother, her father, her mother, uh, aunt himself and I believe two other friends and I think the brothers were in there but that was kind of conflicting as well as far as the reports go um we do know it was the mother the father the grandmother and aunt the rest of them there's like four or five other people that are in this message and babe will you read to me the tomato soup message
0: of course so the night before she sends a or the day before there she sends a message says hi family I'm in bed and about to sleep and when I wake I will transform into the most incredible human being you've ever seen. Dot, dot dot, not. I will go to the hospital. It's safer there, and I hear the special tonight is tomato soup, dot dot. dot. Delicious nutritious. I love you all very much, but not enough to send an inv- individual text. Sorry about that, but time is sleep and I must be on my way dot 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 dot. dot, dot. merrily, merrily, merrily. Life is but a dream, XO.
1: So, this message gets brought up quite a bit in her trial and what goes on after the fact. There's not really a trial, as we'll see. Um, And she, I guess, just looking at this, I, I can see kind of both sides of the story where mom and grandma are saying she was. Too sober to have sent that message. That wouldn't have been as coherent as it is. Yeah. But looking at the message, it's not spelled correctly. It's not... It's in the correct order. Things do seem like they're mostly, like, right. Does it it make any sense at all? No.
0: Right. And it definitely seems like somebody who's trying to send a message, but not outwardly, like, saying something's going on. And this
1: is following her saying that she wants help. Right. So, I do think that... If she wrote this message, because there is something I'll bring up in a minute. For sure, sure. If she wrote this message, I do think this was her cry for help. In some way, I don't know how, and I don't think anybody will know how. She does talk about going to sleep, and some people think of that as suicide and think of that as, okay, I'm saying that when I when I go to sleep, I'm gonna wake up and I'll be in heaven, or I'll be, you know. Yeah, definitely. They talk
0: about transforming into a more incredible human being, and then she says, "Not."
1: Right. So now I'm gonna get into why people don't 100% agree that she even sent this message. Aunt had previously bought Phoebe an iPhone that they shared. He did this, I believe, around the same time he had her quit the hair salon to work at a company that was doing marketing. We're not really sure exactly what her job was because he deemed that better for her and that that was something that um, was less offensive to his, you know, his whole persona.
0: Because he was like this, like... He He was this
1: hot shot producer. Hot shot, like,
0: rich life kind of guy. Yeah, very much
1: so. So he changes his words quite a bit after she dies and says that... She didn't have the iPhone, that it was getting repaired. Then he says he took it on the second. Either way, you know, whether he sent it or she sent it or somebody that had an iPhone. I mean, either way, that's a really weird message. And it's very specific to yeah. kind of what was going on. So, now I want to kind of get into the day that she was found. So, on December 2nd, 2010, Phoebe was seen on lctv for a fire drill at 11:50 50 a.m at, this is the last sighting of phoebe you can find this video online and some reports say well she was stumbling when she left the room i don't see it
0: yeah i, I didn't see any it was LCT, really yeah.
1: hard and i mean the only thing that you can kind of see is everybody's looking for a fire drill or a fire alarm they don't really call it a drill she's well, also has her dog so could the dog have made her trip? Like, it wasn't really, like, I'm stumbling and, like, right. I can't keep myself up. She may have bumped into, like, you know, but it wasn't anything I mean, huge.
0: there's people there's people coming out, you know, there's people I'm all around. I'm clumsy, and right. as
1: many times as I touch a wall when I'm walking because I can't stay up straight, yeah. I, I, I would hate for somebody to look at CCTV video of me and go, oh, she was just drunk. Well, no, I'm just clumsy.
0: And, and whoever, I can't walk a straight line. Right, and who doesn't walk their dog and, like, stumble or, like, Like, I mean, like, Flynn, I walk him outside, I feel like he's about to, like, knock me over, like, every other step. So, I mean, it's it's a very normal thing to be stumbling, or or not stumbling, but, like, being kind of off balance while you're walking your dog.
1: And she did have her sunglasses on her head.
0: Yes. Inside the building. Inside the
1: building. So, which makes me think that she was hungover. Right. Earlier that morning, I will backtrack just a little bit, the, I'm going to call her a maid, but that probably is not the correct word to use for her the housekeeper or whatever yeah. um she came in she did see phoebe around 9 30 or 10 and she knew that she wasn't she's was like are you okay Like, why are you here this is a weird time of day for you to be here and he was like oh i'm fine like whatever
0: and went and aunt had left at like aunt six had o'clock left, in, the morning, had right? in the
1: morning yeah and so she had been seen that's twice that she's been seen in one day at 12:01 and 12:02, GarageBand files were made on her laptop. Now, if anybody doesn't know what GarageBand is, it's a place you can record. I'm really curious to see what these files are. Yeah, that's because an I, I want to know if it was her saying something to it, or did she do it on accident, and why is there two? And I, I have questions about that. Then there was activity at 2:19. This could be possibly automated. They say they never really said what that was. If it's to be automated, I almost wonder if it was something bought that was like a subscription type thing. I don't really know. I don't know why it would be automated. Something about my laptop. Why would it just turn on at a random time? It just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The rest of the, the activity on the laptop were made after Aunt got home. Aunt returned at six oh nine and got on the computer. And he was on. He says he's on the computer at six nineteen. And this is all, this is, this is true. At 6.51, Phoebe's dad calls Phoebe's cell phone, which was not picked up. Aunt immediately called Phoebe's dad back for the first time in their entire relationship. because aunt called Phoebe's dad. Yeah. He says he doesn't hear the cell phone. He says that he didn't know that that rang, but it was within a minute. And that's when they realized Phoebe was missing. Phoebe... For all that she was and for all that she did, never, ever miss family events. If you asked her to be there, she was there. Yeah. It didn't matter how hungover she was. She was going to be there. And this particular night, she was meeting her dad at her favorite Thai restaurant for his birthday. And they he was calling on his way home from work saying he was running a little bit late. But she was nowhere to be found. So, after this call is when... Aunt calls that same tire restaurant in order to take out for one. Playing devil's advocate, mm-hmm. I would like to say that he did that thinking that maybe Phoebe left and just didn't want him to go. But as we'll see in a minute, I don't believe that. Some activity was counted on the laptop at 7.01, 7.39, and 7.40. Around 8 o'clock, Phoebe was found at the bottom of a trash chute that was barely big enough for her body to go through. She had fallen 12 stories through a garbage chute and was found at the bottom having bled to death. She was found by somebody working in the apartment complex where they lived. She was trying to open the door to the trash chute and couldn't get it open. She peered through this tiny little window on the top of the door and saw a body. She waited, she waited a minute and collected herself, and she called police. Now here's where I get angry. Yeah. The police show up around the same time that the EMTs show up. The police immediately declare this a crime scene. Not. They decided that the EMT was not allowed to touch Phoebe. Yeah. And the EMTs had to sit there and look at her and wonder if she was alive. Nobody touched her. Nobody knew that she was dead.
0: Wasn't there one, though, like, I remember when we were researching this that I thought one of the EMTs had been, like, questioned saying that she kind of peered in
1: oh, and said, and said that,
0: like, she could tell, almost, like, based on how the skin looked, that it almost was probably likely that she was dead at that moment.
1: They can speculate because yeah. there's conflicting reports because another EMT said, "I, I, I could, my, maybe I could have saved her. Right. Now... Anybody who doesn't know, because I didn't know anything about this, Mm. it takes five to ten minutes to bleed out from the type of wound that she had. Mm. So I'm going to talk about her wounds now. Her right foot was almost completely severed, which means it did hit that artery, which, you know, was down there. Um, It was horrific. She was also found with bruising to her right arm, neck, and lower back she had a cut on her thighs and i'm gonna try to explain this the best way that i can her jeans were pulled down to her knees and she had cuts on the top of her thighs that were made by something dull-ish and straight and i'll get back to that in a minute if you read the coroner's report which i did all 80 pages (laughs) it's, it's a lot yeah the back of her hands and elbows might have shown defensive ones. They couldn't say it, that that wasn't the case. But they never call it that. Only thing that they were focused on is her foot because that is, it, that's essentially her cause of death was she bled out. Going back to the bleeding out, I know it only takes five to ten minutes to bleed out, but nobody knew how long she was there. She could, And the coroner did say it could be anywhere from seven minutes before she was found, so she could have been alive. Yeah. But nobody touched her. And if somebody would have just, like, just just touched her for two seconds to see if she was breathing, then I could have been okay with them not trying to resuscitate her and, you know, trying to keep, you know, evidence where it needs to be. The police took zero evidence. They did not check the trash around her. Right. They did go look at her apartment where they found broken glass and blood. They took, they took samples, but I don't believe they ever ran the DNA. They just assumed it was Phoebe's. I could never find anything that actually said that that was for sure um, the case that they, you know, they knew for a fact that all the blood in the apartment was Phoebe's. Now, Ant reports that when he gets home, he noticed a shrine on the bed that Phoebe had made of pictures with them and incense burning. When police are looking at their apartment, they have two bedside tables. And one had incense burning with, like, a picture of the two of them. And then the other one had two or three pictures of them. That is not a shrine. That is a bedside table that they decorated. And Aunt is very type A. He would not let her add anything to this apartment. So I can only imagine the only thing she had control over was her little bedside table. And being who she was, she convinced him to put more pictures in the room. But yeah. nothing else had anything to do with Phoebe. That was one thing that was brought up a lot, is that apartment was 100% aunt. Herself was in a storage unit. He wouldn't even let her keep it in the, ha- in the apartment. I mean,
0: this guy was like test- textbook-like narcissistic. Very like, much Like, so. just didn't, it was all about him, and he, he didn't really care. Like, there was only one person in this relationship, and it was him.
1: Right. So, this trash sheet, I want you guys to imagine how big this is. You can find a video online because Phoebe's granddad contacted the people who made the trash chute and made an exact record yeah. of that. The exact, you know, height up from the floor, and, you know, they built a wall on the ceiling the exact heights. the chute itself. It's literally a library book.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> nuts. I mean, if you want to see a good, like, check out uh, 60 Minutes Australia mm-hmm. has a, uh, if you just look it up on YouTube, or we can put the link in the... Uh, in the yep. uh, podcast description there. Um, they do a, a test of it, and it's it's nuts. I mean... It's
1: insane. So, what they start talking about next is the fact that Phoebe had a blood alcohol level that was... one well, was 0.16. Was, yeah, 0.16, which was three times the legal limit, uh, the legal driving limit in Australia. She also had... The sleeping drug still knocks in her system. She had, I believe, over 200 micrograms, and the abnormal dosage to put somebody to sleep is like hundred, or yeah. right, you know, right around hundred. So she had double the amount that is prescribed. Still, knocks was not prescribed to her. It was prescribed to Aunt, though. I would also like to point out now that. Mixing the two will 100% have bad side effects. I mean, it just will. They're, you're taking two depressants. She has a history of depression. Her dad is a psychiatrist. He says that he doesn't believe she was depressed. I don't know. You know I don't know her personally. I just think that she does show all of yeah, the classic signs sure. of depression. And maybe, you know maybe bipolar disorder from the highs and the lows, but I'm not going to try to diagnose her. I don't. We don't know. We do know she was seeing a psychiatrist, and, you know, I'm not here to judge that. That's not what I'm here to talk about. But I would like to point out that we, we do know that she has a history of, you know, suicidal thoughts, um, and that she has had a history of self-harm. Right. So is it crazy to think that she would – Out of the blue, commit suicide? No, because nobody ever knows. You know, I've just even speaking from my family experience. You don't know. You can go home one day, and they're just not there. So, is that unheard of? No, but is it weird? Yes. So, the quarter really focuses on the amount of alcohol and the amount of still knocks, which still knocks is just like Ambien. It's different in America. There's a different um. A little bit of a different um, compound structure, I believe, but it's the same idea. Um, We just have different rules here, like with the FDA, so um, same thing. But they really, really focus on this. But one thing I would like to point out that a lot of people don't like to bring up, blood alcohol level changes after you die. And this is something I didn't really see a whole lot of what people were talking about in the case. The Chris Watts case brings it up a little bit, too. Um, anybody who knows about the Chris Watts case well, after Shannon died her blood alcohol level was way higher than what they thought was possible because her friends were with her the entire night and she didn't drink and her blood alcohol level was about the legal limit so this is not the only case it's just the one that I, that pops up in my brain blood alcohol level can be wrong up to 0.2 percent yeah it can be wrong and the reason being is there is small amounts of alcohol things that eat, and things that you do. You know, we do know that she was coming off a bender, so is it is it likely that she had alcohol in her system? Yeah. Very much so. They found two glasses of, you know, alcohol in the apartment complex. Do I think it was necessarily that high? No. When she left the apartment, by any means, whoever, whatever happened, her hair straightener was on, her sunglasses were on top of her head, her phone was in her purse, as was her charger. So, Well, I'm sorry. Her phone wasn't in her purse. Her phone wasn't able to be found. But her charger was in the purse. It was in the purse. Which makes me think that at some point the phone was in her purse. Because why do you throw your charger in there if your phone's not there? Right, yeah. But Ant's version of events just changed so much that I start to question all of it.
0: Yeah, Um, I mean, he's got... His story is just all over the place.
1: And let me add something about (laughs) Ant. aunt's dad george hample is a retired supreme court judge who picked up phoebe's phone from the repair shop after she died please tell me why phoebe's not even father-in-law is going to go get her phone after she died anyway and also felicity hample which is aunt's stepmother is sitting county court judge
0: yeah um and not weird at
1: all definitely not there's no there's nothing there that's you know weird fishy and i'm gonna go ahead and mention this it's christina hample is george hample's sister she was really close to phoebe she loved her she looked you know phoebe looked up to her as her older sister she really really did love her she later you know after all this this is over done with she pled guilty to trafficking cocaine there's video footage of her selling cocaine out of her house. Not only, <laughs> not only did she get off with only 200 hours of community service, she was given back the money that they knew came from selling cocaine because she rightfully earned it. So tell me that nothing in this case could have been touched by them. I just, I don't believe it. Whether aunt is actually guilty or not, I don't know. We'll never know. But it
0: pays being a judge's kid.
1: It does. So Natalie, after Phoebe passes away, does go and talk to Ant, in which she is wired. And she does record this. And it has been released. If you'd like to go listen to it, it's really it's really interesting to listen to. It's just hard for me to listen to it. But she, you know, is asking it, Well, what do you think happened? What 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 do you think? could have happened if Phoebe, what you know who would want to hurt phoebe and he just says i think she just committed to she's just so sad i think she committed to it that and then out of nowhere starts bawling and it's just poor pitiful him but up until this point the only time he's cried in front of people is when there's a camera on him or when he knows it's being recorded
0: Going back i know that
1: everybody grieves differently i you know you know i've been I don't really cry a whole lot, so I can kind of see that if there's, a, you know, if there's people in front of me, I'm probably not going to cry in front of them. But if you're like a girl, who cries
0: at, like, the drop of that Well, yeah, but,
1: like, if you're, if, if, we don't have a volatile relationship by any means.
0: No.
1: So, I can't imagine the same scenario in any, in any, in any world. Right. But... If you went missing, I couldn't imagine keeping it together in any in any scenario. Right, yeah. But if there's a camera in front of me, I feel like that would be the only time that I tried to keep it together. In case you were okay, if I couldn't find you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He just wants his two cents in there. And if you went missing, too, Pup. it was a creep. But, like, I, I, he's just an oddball. I just, I'm going back to the trash chutes. Everybody talks about a trash chute. Yeah. And I, I just can't leave it alone. The video shows Phoebe's granddad and a friend that is Phoebe's height, and size, same limit. Yeah. The only way that I can explain getting into this thing, she's going to have to open it with one hand. She's going to have to, the only way she could have really done this by herself is if she had went down head first, which we know she didn't do because at the bottom is like a compactor, which is what <laughs> severed her foot and what caused her to bleed out. If she went down head first, her hands first, it would have been her hands and her head, and that would have been different injuries, we know it was her feet. For her to get in, she'd have had to pull it with one hand, get one foot up there, let go, and kind of push on the door with her the weight of her leg, and use her hand to climb up the wall to get her other foot in, and then maneuver herself to kind of be in a sitting position to think that what they say is get her arms by her side to then go down the chute. Getting her hands by her side and then closing the chute behind her without it slamming on her fingers or her head or her hair or whatever would have been near impossible. Could yeah. she have done it under, you know, there's always the law, you know, possibility. She could have, she could have law of probability, but I, if you're watching the friend do it, her hands are everywhere and she's yeah. touching everything. And, and she, doesn't
0: she? When she, when I think in the video, doesn't the friend go in with her hands above her?
1: Yeah, she couldn't get her hands back down. Yeah. But while holding it up. Again, if her blood alcohol level was as high as what they say it was, and she had still knocks in her system, there is a thing where basically anybody who's had a lucid dream or can remember, you know, if you've had like a minor surgery or even a major surgery and been on anesthesia and you have these crazy dreams. What they're saying could have happened is she was determined to get in that shoot and she was gonna do it. And people that are on that medication, still knocks, do crazy things while they are on it. But a lot of times it's muscle memory type thing. So they get in a car, they try to drive. Right. They are running on a treadmill, if that's something that they do normally, which I wish I could do in my sleep. That would be wonderful because <laughs> I don't run. Um but they're doing things, you know, sometimes they fry an egg.
0: But not, but in not, a not yeah, it yeah.
1: seems a little bit much the only thing like again playing devil's advocate if we're gonna say that she did this the only possible explanation for her to want to get in there is she had some type of dream that she's climbing a rock wall and now she's got to go down slide yeah do I think that that makes sense though no. <laughs> and again her pants were found near around her knees so there's the idea that maybe... You know, there's a couple of cases. There's a um, case, I believe, from the late 1800s where a little girl, like, got really, really, really hurt and she was pulling her own hair out trying to, you know, distract herself from pain. Right. Same idea. If she came to consciousness around the time that her foot was getting pretty much severed, sorry for the, like, super gruesomeness, yeah. but she, could she, in theory, have pulled her pants down trying to get it off? Yeah, but I don't think that that's what she would have been doing. I, because she... Would have not she would not try to get her pants down from around the foot that's barely hanging on, and if you look at some reports, things, her foot wasn't even on, so I don't think she knew, even knew it was there. We do know, however, that when she hit the bottom of the chute, she was alive because she moved herself around that room trying to get out.
0: Yeah, there's obvious signs that she moved, like she didn't just stay in the trash can or.
1: She moved herself around the room to get to the door. She did find the door, and that's so. If she was trying to kill herself. She wouldn't have right, moved. Like, she would have laid there and died. Yeah. And if she had moved, it would have been maybe to get a little bit more comfortable. She wouldn't have tried to escape. So, here comes my theory. Because I feel like without going into a 16-hour episode about everything that's happened to Phoebe, this is going to be a two-parter because there's a lot that I'm not going to get into this first part. Yeah. Um, but I do want to kind of go ahead and touch on this, is that I don't think that she took the still knocks. And here's why. Aunt mentions having taken the still knot's bottle to work with him in the week leading up to her death, which makes me think that he's setting the stage to say, "Well, I knew she had an issue with this." I can't find that anywhere that she had even taken that before. Mm-hmm. Could she have? Absolutely. We know that she has an addiction issue, and we know that you know we're not there with her twenty four seven. Could she have? Absolutely. I just feel like that sets the stage. Another thing I would like to mention is somebody very close to Ant. I don't I can't remember his name because it's, it's not that important. It's just a little tidbit of information. So if I misspeak this, just go look it up for yourself. And hopefully I'm right on track. Somebody starts visiting the lady who found Phoebe's body, who works at the apartment complex, and brought her flowers every week until this was settled huh. and always was isn't that just so sad about Phoebe? isn't that just and Ant was just I mean he was just so torn up about it and always bringing it back to Ant
0: mm-hmm.
1: almost to say like oh you can't believe it's him right like we're really convincing you it's not him right it's
0: like trying to plant the seed of doubt you know
1: without a doubt so another thing I'd like to mention is the police did not do their job <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination they didn't allow aunties to touch her they didn't even see if she was dead or alive it took hours and hours for them to get anybody there to come get her body or to check her out or to do anything like that meanwhile People are in and out of this place. They're not in the actual room. They did close off that, thank God. But they did nothing. They didn't collect evidence from the scene. They did go to the apartment complex, and they like kind of looked around took pictures.
0: Like you would think if something like that happened, they would just close off the building, like nobody in or out. Like
1: Aunt's entire family was there within two hours. Yeah. Without the key fob. That's another thing to mention, too, is they really focused in on this key fob thing. Getting into the apartment, you have to come in, either to the garage, or the front door. Either one requires your key fob. You need your key fob to get in the garage, out of the garage, in the elevator, out of the elevator, in your room, out of the room. Yeah, you know, Everything that you do goes through this key fob, and it's a specific number to you. So they know exactly who's coming in and out and who's doing what. Aunt's key fob checks out. Same time he says that he was supposed to. They go to work. Same time he says he got home. All of that is accurate. But one thing I will mention is when this happened, key fob records were still going on. I didn't just stop because I found this is an automated thing. This just happens all the time. Ant's entire family got in and out without the use of a key fob at all. So my thing here is, and this comes up in another case I was listening to, you know, earlier today. How many times, I mean, we don't live in an apartment complex, but just thinking about one, or like at a hotel that does this, right, somebody gets on the elevator in front of you. Are you going to stop and let them go up the elevator and not use their key fob? Why would you stop? Like, why? It's not implausible for somebody to go, oh, hold the door for me. Right. And now you're in the building. Could they have gotten in the door? No, because she opened the door? Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's... It doesn't make sense. I mean, at the same time, though, I mean, in theory, couldn't it be possible that the reason why they were able to get in and out was, I don't know how the police, if police come to there, do they have a key fob that police can use, or do they have, like, a special where the police can get in, a in and show out? How they
1: got in and out. Right. And it's specifically their family, because yeah. they do have records. Of, it wasn't even, like, aunt's key fob was used to open up the door for them to come in. Right. And this is the same idea. It's, I think they got in, oh, holy door! I got to go see aunt. And they're right. a very prominent family where right. they are in Australia. So I don't think it's implausible. I also don't think it's implausible for either aunt or somebody else to come in having not used the key fob. Because, oh, hey, hold the door. Or if it is aunt, like, we, you know, like we can, we always say the boyfriend did it, the, you know, whatever. That's just if you're a crime sleuth like we are, that's pretty yeah. much who does it, you know. Um, it's always a significant other, but it's not, I, I, I couldn't imagine being in an apartment complex and being, oh, that's my neighbor, I'll just let you in. And it being anything of a red flag. Right,
0: yeah. So,
1: I mean, I, I that's just one thing. I will go ahead and mention, too, that in the pocket of Phoebe's pants was a phone number that wasn't given to police. For seven months. Seven months. Mm. By the time that they called the summer and figured out that it was linked to a fake name and a fake address, what are they gonna do? It's been seven months. They can't track it. Was it a drug dealer? Because we do know that she used. Was it an old friend that I mean why well, was using her wrong name? Why did she have this fake number in her pocket? I don't know. There's a theory saying that maybe a drug dealer came in the same way I'm saying without the key fob and came to see her, and she was trying to buy off of them, and then things go awry. And he somehow gets her down the garbage suit. I will mention that CCTV is completely erased for the rest of the afternoon after the fire drill because the police didn't get the evidence while they were there. Yeah. I feel like that is detective 101.
0: They said, like, didn't the people who owned the... uh, By the way, this was, like, a really high-end, like, apartment... Oh, like this is—it's I mean, like sixteen
1: hundred dollars in American money. Yeah, per month. it's
0: it, it's it's really nice looking. It's like fancy. It's like a skyscraper basically. Um, but they said that apparently the owners said that they were having issues with their CCTV. Correct? Is that what they said? Well, like it was like re- it was it was recording. It was recording, over, recording itself. over.
1: And I have issues with that because the the tech that, or the. Police officers that were at the scene say that they cl- they claim that they thought they already had the CCTV in their in their possession. Mm-hmm. Turns out they didn't, and months later they go back to get it. But my thing is, how do you only have to the fire drill? That's at a random time in the middle of the morning.
0: Yeah.
1: Now maybe they had till noon and then they just called it. But
0: yeah, I, I mean, don't
1: understand how part that that part of the day is what you have zero anything of.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: it's weird. And, but you had all this time to get rid of evidence.
0: Yeah.
1: Because, you know, either... Because, and, it's, and it could be either way. There could be, you know, the prominent family that is now being looked at as, you know, not the greatest people. Or... It could have been just the police themselves going, well, we thought we had this, and, oh, this doesn't line up with our theory, so whatever. And what really happened is they went in and said, oh, it's a suicide, and then just let it be. Because they just saw almost this pretty woman-esque type thing where she's getting, you know, they look at her as not good enough for Ant, And I feel like all the socialites kind of did. And he really did prey on that type. And... I think even people in the apartment complex, they loved Phoebe. They thought she was precious, but they probably didn't know why she was there. Yeah. You know, and because she wasn't the same level as Aunt as far as social class and money and taking care of herself, she really was struggling. And which is why the suicide theory is not really. Far fetched at all. I just can't see how she would have done it that way. I think if she was going to commit suicide, right. her hair straightener wouldn't have been on. She wouldn't have made plans with her dad. Her brother's birthday party was in the next couple of days. She would not have done it then. Yes. Because she was so family oriented. And she was so determined to be with them. That, and to be there for them. that I can't see her doing that then.
0: Yeah, and also, I mean, I think... Even if, like, taking away the whole when it was, how she did it, there are so many other ways that she could have done that. I mean, if she's, obviously, she's a drug abuser, you know, she could have just overdosed. I mean, like, that's, for the most part, that's usually how it happens when it comes to anybody who's having issues like this. If they do end up committing suicide, it usually has something to do with, you know, taking too much of what they're doing or, 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 you know, something along those lines. It wouldn't be... Getting yourself into a trash chute and jumping down.
1: Right. And another thing that I, like I failed to mention earlier, which is just something to, to gnaw on, was the fact that she not only had the iPhone, she had a Nokia. Oh, yeah. and, and I think everybody remembers the indestructible Nokia phones. Like, For sure, yeah. You know, it, 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 to me, it doesn't seem that weird that she had both because she probably had all of her contacts on her Nokia. Her and aunt kind of shared the iPhone, so it's kind of like, okay, that whatever. That Nokia was never
0: found. Never.
1: And aunt, who claims to have given her phone or taken her phone to get worked on the day that she was found dead, he was told to keep the send card. So you know what he does? He destroys it. It's gone. We don't know where it is. It's just thrown away, it's gone. Nobody knows what happened to the sum card. My next question is, all right police, why did you not grab it when you knew he had it? I don't understand. Okay, just hold on to this for me, please. I mean, you might be a suspect, but just hold on to this, and well, I'll be back in a couple months. At like, that
0: point, I mean, the reason why they didn't do that is because they didn't think you was a suspect. They they, they ruled it so quickly as a suicide.
1: But yeah, but regardless, grab the SIM card. Yeah. Same reason with the CCTV. Make sure you have that before you leave the building. I don't understand.
0: Well, that's not obvious at this point because we realize the police didn't do anything in this case. They, didn't they care. just they didn't care. Like you said, they saw somebody who was this young girl who was having, you know, who was troubled and was having issues, and she, you know, to them, they they just thought that she killed herself, that's all it was, so in their head, they're looking at this 45-year-old socialite kind of guy, you know, who's got parents in high places, and they're thinking, ah, it couldn't be him, you know, he just, he got caught up with a girl who he couldn't save, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I don't know, I just have a very bad taste in my own bad hand, and, you know, Phoebe's family fought hard to get the coroner's, you know, version of events looked at again. And right. Australia is different than America, where it's not, I mean, they do have an autopsy, but the coroner's report is pretty much set in stone. Once yeah. you once you have that done, case closed, you're not...
0: Yeah, like, here in the United States, like, the coroner's report can be a part of it, but, but, it, but it, it doesn't is. make it, like, the the... the The coroner's reports are
1: coming, like, fewer and far between now, I believe, in America. Like, I mean, I feel like I hear about them, but it's more so talked about as an autopsy report or forensic, you know, but... but
0: There, it's more set in stone. Like, when the coroner says, you know, she died of a suicide, that's it. That's what they think. They
1: fought and fought to get this looked at again. Right. They finally did get it looked at again. And where the coroner's (coughs) assistant... Thought that it looked like she had defensive wounds on her back on the back of her hands on the back of her elbows you know let's talk about the fact that she had a bruise on her arm the top of her right arm and on her neck those that didn't come from a trash chute if you think about your like going down a slide even though it's not the same same thing this is not what I'm you don't bruise your neck and your lower back maybe your lower back I can almost see that better than the rest but they're saying she went down feet first with her hands by her side. And unless you're telling me she also went down on her stomach, how did she bruise her neck and her chin? Right. I said she had a laceration on her chin. And so, tell me how she got in there by herself. I don't think that she could have in the state that she was found. Because I mean, she had been yeah. placed there, though, 100%. For sure, yeah. I think he probably, or somebody, I guess I can't really say he, but pulled her pants down to her knees to keep her feet together. Yeah. And then grabbed her by her hands and shoved her in Because she was a small girl. Yeah. So, I I mean, I feel like that's the most plausible way. And they did say that the the breeze on her shoulder, she did have some on the top of her back and her shoulder, either could have been from Monday's practice at the gym when she was practicing for her, you know, doing more stuff with the black belt and fighting and doing the whole thing that I don't know how to do. Or (laughs) could have came from a defensive wound. Which is a very big difference. Either it came from something that happened on a Monday or, right. you know, it, it just, that's very, it yeah. just it gets me so angry. Because <laughs> regardless of suicide or murder, it's not looked at. They did not take evidence of what are you supposed to do now? We're ten years later. You can't go back and get the glass found in her apartment. You can't go get the trash bags that were around her body. You can't. None of this can be pulled back up again. And they didn't do what they were supposed to when this happened.
0: Right. No, for sure,
1: yeah. So, I think for this, this is a good part one to end. Yeah, for sure. And the last thing I want to say is, and then there was Bailey. So, listen to part two about Bailey and what happened to her. And I'll talk more about Phoebe, but I just wanted to give an overview of kind of her case. I feel like Bailey kind of gets shoved to the corner because her case was handled so differently than Phoebe's case. But, um...
0: But you'll see the the parallels between her Some case of the same key and the Thank players. Yeah. yeah, oh for sure. So uh
1: listen in on Friday, guys.
0: I'm confusing my days. So nice try. um but yeah, uh listen in for that. Yeah. It's gonna be definitely a interesting twist and everything so yeah, uh, be prepared for that uh and if
1: you have anything to say about pb's case if i left out something especially my one i listener please let me know what yeah. you think that i should have added because it's very different here than it is there and i'm you know i probably should have done my research to keep it closer to you know how you guys say things and you know whatever right yeah
0: added. no yeah
1: but i also have gathered that you guys are just grateful for her case being out and that, like, you don't really care how I say things as much as some other countries do, so, um, but just let me know, and if you know about Bailey, email us, reach out.
0: And if you have any theories, you know, anything that you think is interesting, I mean, I definitely, you know, I don't know as much about this case as she does, but from what I, what she's told me and what I've read, it's, it's, there's so many things that could have happened, but I think, it's clear to say that there's no way that this was a suicide. I mean, it's just, it doesn't make sense. So, uh.
1: I can see why people would think that. Yes. But knowing what we know about her and Aunt's relationship being so volatile, she wanting to leave,
0: yeah.
1: You know, just all of it together makes it very hard for me to think that she.
0: Because she was trying to find a way on, out. way.
1: Well, and then she turned on her straightener. Right. Pour a glass of wine or whatever she was drinking.
0: It was obvious she was getting ready for a night she out. She
1: was getting ready to leave. Yeah. And then goes down the trash chute to kill herself right. with her hair straightener on and plugged in. Yeah. I don't, that's not, that's not somebody who's getting, usually on a, you know, t- typical, I'm using air quotes, case of somebody who's committing suicide or planning to, they clean everything. I have 13 reasons why I have a love hate relationship with that. But the first season, if you watch that, you can kind of watch like a side character Alex go through depression and it's a really good visual yeah. of what people with depression do they really don't want other people to worry about them right. and especially if they're contemplating suicide they don't want to leave anything behind she wouldn't have and that's not t- that's not true of everybody for sure but it it is something to think about when you think about how family oriented she was and if she was attempting suicide or you know trying to commit suicide i do think that she would have made it a little bit easier for her family to move on instead of you know a drug-induced honestly the amount of still knocks that was in her system they do talk about how it could have been almost coma-like right so I it's just hard for me to imagine that she could have been that by herself but sure. I will leave it there yeah And we will talk about Bailey next
0: for sure we will talk about Bailey next uh, so stay tuned uh, thank you guys again for listening in and uh, Like she said, follow us on social media. Uh,
1: Podcast Case Closed on Instagram. We have a Facebook. If you look at Case Closed with a question mark in parentheses, we should pop up. And email us at podcast.case.closed at gmail.com.
0: And that's it, folks. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. This is Sean. And then I'm... The <laughs> All information presented in this podcast will be cited in the show notes. Music for Case close composed by Catastrophic Jones. Editing by Olivia McDonald. Case close is produced by Sean and Olivia McDonald.